0: Let's join together for prayer and ask God to bless our time together. Father God, we just love you and we thank you that you've given us the privilege to come together and to worship you and we praise you for this opportunity to join together with your spirit and Father God, we pray that you would open our hearts to your word and your message to us that you'd help us to hear your voice within our lives and Lord we pray that you would instruct us lead us and guide us help us to grow closer to you in Jesus name we pray amen turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 15 we've been looking in the book of Acts for several weeks about desiring to be on fire for God to be to have a, a heart and a life that is is fervently burning for Christ. There's nothing worse than simply uh, just being a Christian and not doing anything. I, I, I uh, It gets me so discouraged when I see people of God just simply sitting back and allowing the world to get ever and ever worse and further and further away from God when we have all the answers. It, it, to me, it'd be like being uh, uh, this past... A couple of a week or so ago uh, we went down to uh, on vacation and and when we drove down to Florida, we were in with a flood of people going down Unfortunately, it wasn't uh, the worst traffic that I've seen but it's a lot more traffic than you're used to driving in Mitchell county that's for sure and uh, uh, it'd be like if we were driving down to uh, to Florida and as has happened on other occasions if if we'd uh slowed down and come to a stop because of an accident on the interstate. And you're sitting there. It'd be like if you're a a doctor and you know that there's somebody up there in front of you that has a need, a medical need, because of an accident. And there's no one there taking care of them. It'd be like if you're a doctor and just sat there and did nothing. Nothing. Now, doctors are sworn uh, to help people and and to be of assistance to other people, and and it's their duty, their responsibility, if they're uh, aware of somebody in need, to go and to render aid and to help somebody in a needing needy situation like that, but. Uh, the church doesn't seem to feel like we've got that same obligation. We're uh, a body of believers that have the answer to what ails our world, what ails our nation, what ails the people around us. We see all, all kinds of people around us that are, are sin sick. They're going through so much adversity, so much trouble, so much difficulty and it's not because uh, they've got a, a disease, it's not because they've got uh, some kind of ailment, it's because they have sin in their life, because they don't have Jesus Christ in their life and they're living their life as if uh, everything is okay and they're trying to find the answers in uh, 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 diversions with alcohol, diversions with drugs, diversions with with alcohol activities and doing things and they're not they're not simply uh, looking to Jesus Christ the way they should and and I feel like uh, when the people of God are not going out and actively seeking people who are, are uh, uh, lost and that are needing the, the message of Jesus Christ then we're, we're in the, uh, dire straits and we need uh, to be fired up by God we need to have our hearts uh, set ablaze by the power of Jesus Christ and so that's what we've been talking about. That's what we've been uh, discussing. Now, today we come to a portion of, of Scripture that is, uh, you know, we we started out and we were going right along in the book of Acts, but now we kind of jump over to uh, Acts chapter 15. <laughs> and what I want to share with you here is the tendency of people doing the same thing over and over again. What causes us to get lax and what causes us to, to get lulled into a sleep is, is that we get uh, comfortable doing the same thing over and over again. You come to church today and and some of you were here during Sunday school and... and uh, what happens is, is we get such in, in such a rut that we, we get to doing the same thing over and over again. It reminds me of a story of a church that, uh, that one Sunday the, the pastor was preaching and all of a sudden a uh, part of the ceiling broke loose and fell and hit the pastor on the head sent him to the hospital. The church decided at that moment that they were going to build a new church. They were going to build a new sanctuary. And there were people within the church that complained and fussed about it. And so what the church did was is they decided to build the exact same type of uh, sanctuary with the, uh, with, the and they voted uh, that they would do it with, and using the same materials that were there in the church Uh, in the old church, they would build it on the same spot in the same location that they would uh, build it using the materials that were in the church at that time and they'd build it exactly like it was before. Now, that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? You don't... You don't... uh, When you need to to do something, and when you need to uh, uh, do something like building a new sanctuary, you don't go back and do the exact same thing. You certainly don't use the same materials that you had that's crumbling down around you already, and you certainly don't uh, do things exactly the way you've done it before. But we get into that. Attitude of, well, we've got to do things exactly the way that we've always done it. We've got to do it with the same things that we've always done it, and we can't do anything different. Paul here is, and the early church is experiencing difficulty and struggles. And uh, let's look at that. It begins in chapter 15, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except you be circumcised after manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. This is the problem. There were... uh, Of course, you remember that Paul has been called to, to preach to the Gentiles. And so he's been going throughout all the world telling people about Jesus Christ and telling people about how he is the fulfillment of the promise of God. Now... Paul had taught and was teaching uh, the Jewish people. But God opened the door for him to speak and to teach and to spread the gospel to the Gentiles. And so that's what he had been doing. The other disciples had, had been spending their time sharing with the, uh, the their own countrymen, their own people, the Jewish people. And they had been seeing a tremendous number of converts. And they had seen... Uh, re- we remember... Uh, you remember uh, the day of Pentecost? There was how many people that were added? 3,000 people that were added to the church within uh, a week or so after that they had been gathering together and god added another five thousand people to the to the early church and so uh, their numbers were swelling they were growing they were people were going out from jerusalem and they were telling other people about jesus christ and things were growing and things were but listen they didn't do things the way they always did before. They didn't continue to do things in the same old way, doing this, teaching the same old thing. They were allowing the Spirit of God to move them to teach, uh, to show them what they were to do, and they went out, and that God was was producing results. Now Paul is is sharing the gospel with people that are not of the Jewish per- persuasion. And there were people that were coming along behind Paul saying, "Look you've got to become a Jewish person first you've got to be circumcised then and and you've got to follow and observe all the laws of of Moses, and then you can become a christian and uh look what it says here in verse two and when uh, therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small uh, a dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and the elders upon about this question and being brought on the way uh, by the church. They passed through Phoenice, uh, Phoenice and uh, through uh, uh, Samaria declaring and conversing with the Gentiles and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. When they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all the things that God had done with them. And so what we need to see, first of all, is is that when God is moving and when God is is, is urging, you're always going to have people that are going to, to try and say, look, brother, I understand things are going good, but we need to go back to the old ways of doing things. What happened? usually when you go back to the old ways of doing things. Well, a lot of times, what you get is the old ways that happened when you did things the old ways. You get the same results you got when you were doing things before and nothing was happening. And a lot of times when the Spirit begins to move, He moves you in other directions to other people, to, in other branching out into, into ways that you hadn't thought of before and you hadn't dreamed of doing before. And God blesses those things. And, and uh, uh, you're going to have people that are going to dispute. Now the thing what do you do when you have disputes and dissension amongst the believers well the best thing to do is not to continue to allow those things to grow and to get worse but rather to do like Paul and Barnabas and the and the elders are doing here they came together and they came to discuss but they didn't come together in, in uh, a attitude of, of being uh, shouting and arguing but they came together with joy the Bible says they came together and shared all the things that God had been doing and they were there together with great joy you need to have a good spirit when you come together to discuss these things you, know, you need to allow the joy of God and all that God is doing in your life to, to overflow into the discussion and allow God to be in charge of that they shared shared and they had great joy because they had been sharing all the things that God had been doing and uh, in spite of all the disputes and all the things that, and all the issues, they shared what the Holy Spirit had been doing, what the Holy Spirit had been moving them to do. To do. And then they discussed all the issues that were going on. And, and the Bible tells uh, further, if you continue to read, that that they shared in all the issues and they discussed them. Um, and God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, verse 8, giving them the Holy Ghost even as He did unto us and put no difference between... And Paul's relating how God is working amongst the Jew, uh, amongst the Gentiles. He says look, God didn't... Uh, God just tore down this difference between the Jewish people and the Gentiles and He's been blessing and Paul's sharing what God is doing in, in helping to bring people to faith. And he says, and He put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. And Paul's saying, look, we need to focus on what God is doing. God didn't save them by following the law. He didn't save them by circumcision. He says he saved them by faith. And what we see here is is a reiteration of the basic fundamentals, the principles of what uh, God is doing and what God had instructed them. Paul's telling them, look, we don't need to look at this out of tradition. We need to look at this through the eyes of what God is doing in our lives and how God is moving us and what Jesus taught us to do. And so... He's saying, in essence, he would be if we were living, uh, if he were living in this time. He'd say we need to follow what the Spirit of God is telling us through the Word of God. He says we need to uh, to understand what God is doing by faith. And we need to to follow the the doctrines that are found within Scripture. The doctrines that the, the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. The doctrines that Jesus Christ Christ taught us. That's what Paul would be saying. He said, Look. There, you disciples, you heard what Jesus taught. You know what Jesus is teaching. You know what we need to do. And we need to follow those things, not tradition. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of the problems that churches have when they find themselves in difficulty and struggle is that they're following old traditions that have been established by the church that have nothing to do with the gospel, have nothing to do with scripture, have nothing to do with the doctrines that are set forth by God. It's just simply, we've done it that way always. That's how we need to keep doing it. Well, listen, you don't always have to follow the same things of doing it the way you always did unless you followed doctrine and doing it that that way before. Now, we need to follow doctrine. We need to follow Scripture. But if we're doing something that, that is beyond that, then we need to be open to change, open to God moving us in other directions so that we can reach people for Christ. So what happened next? He, He says in verse 11, But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they... Then they all multiply uh, and then all the multiple, uh, multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them and after they had held their peace, James answered James answered and saying, "Men and brethren, hearken unto me." Uh, Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name and to this agree with the words of the prophets as it is written after this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David which is fallen down and I will build again the ruins thereof and I will set it up and what James is reminding them is is that it's God that builds the church they're not trying to build the church themselves. He's, saying, he's reminding them that God told uh, the Israelites that He was the one that was going to rebuild uh, the church, rebuild the, the community of Israel, that it was God that was going to rebuild the tabernacle and, and cause the people to come back to Him. And we need to remember that today. In the middle of all of our problems and all the issues that we have, even when we have disputes, we need to remember that it is God's church. It's not our church. We're, we're simply following God's direction, but we need to remember it's not our church to decide how we should do things. We don't need to be simply sitting here saying, well, I'm not going to do that because this is how we've always done it, and it's my responsibility to do this. We need to remember it's God's church. And if God wants to lead us in Certain direction. If God wants to lead us to go out and reach uh, uh, bikers in the bars, then we need to be willing to go out and reach bikers in bars. If God wants us to go out and reach uh, uh, unwed mothers, then we need to be willing to do everything we can to reach unwed mothers. If God wants us to reach out to people who are of a minority uh, race or a minority uh, subgroup that's not being reached and ministered to, then we need to be willing to go and do what God is calling us to do. What we need to remember is this is God's church and we're to follow Him. He's not to follow us. So many churches get into trouble when they simply say, well, this is what we feel that God wants us to do. Now let's pray and ask God to bless it. No, you don't do that. You need to say, God, we, we want to serve you. We want to follow you. We want to live for you. And we want to know what you want us to do. And we're going to sit here and wait until you tell us what we're going to do. And as you lead us, we're going to follow. We're going to follow. And look, some people think, you know, okay, that's a good thing to do. I like that part about waiting. We're going to just sit back and wait. And then they just close their ears to what God's uh, telling them. No, we need to say, God, I'll follow you wherever you lead. God, uh, we did that when we accepted Jesus into our heart, didn't we? We said, God, wherever you lead, I'll follow. If you want me to go and follow you and and, and live for you, I'll do that. Why is it that we think it's different when it comes to the church? We need to, to say to God, I'll follow you. I'll, lead, I'll follow your direction. Paul here is, and Barnabas are telling them all the things that God led them to do and all the ways in which God's Spirit led them and how God blessed them. And, and James is saying, look, it's God that builds the church. It's God that, that will uh, do these things. It's not our church. It's His church. Uh, and then he says, uh, verse seventeen, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles of whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doth all these things. No, know, known unto God are all His works, and from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from uh, pollutions of idols, from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day." Then pleased it, the apostles and elders with the whole church to send those men of their own company to Antioch with Paul of Barnabas, uh, namely Judas, surnamed Barnabas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote them letters after them in this manner. And uh, the apostles and the elders and the brethren send greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much we have heard uh, that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. So what they decided was that they, they were going to get back to the fundamentals. They got back to the very basic doctrines of what it meant to be a follower of God. And they said, look, we're not going to take away from what uh, the apostles said, what from, uh, away from what the prophets said, or even what Moses said, but we're going to focus on the essentials. And they, uh, so they sent Paul and Barnabas back with two of their own, uh, and they said, we're, and they even gave them a, r- a letter about their decision. They said, "You need to follow these simple rules. Keep yourself pure by not eating the blood. Make sure that you uh, follow that, and you follow uh, doing that which is righteous, and you follow God." And he basically said, "You don't have to be circumcised in order to be saved. That you need to follow after God." they were able to go forth and to continue the work of God because they followed the, the direction of God and they, uh, they continued in the basics. Verse 31 says, And when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. And Judas and Silas uh, began to share with them all those things. Look, what happened was, is when they delivered the message they rejoiced that that God had brought them back together. They realized that God had kept them from splintering off. What would have happened to the church if at that early time when they were just starting out that they had splintered off because of this dispute? What would have happened to the church and to us really in effect if, if their efforts to spread the gospel had been thwarted because of some silly dispute? They came together. They allowed the Spirit of God to cause them to come together in joy and rejoicing because of what God had done. They focused on what God was doing and they determined that they needed to get uh, back to the doctrines and the the fundamentals of their faith and to stick to those things and allow the things of the world, the traditions that they had had gotten uh, to be uh, overlooked. And they allowed the Spirit of God to continue to work in their midst. And they sent forth uh, Paul and Barnabas and their emissaries with great joy to back to the believers to tell them of what God was doing. And we can see God move in us if we would simply allow God to have this same kind of, of standard of moving us and progressing us through any issues that we have. If we simply allow God to move us towards following Him and and continuing to allow Him to move in us. what what we're seeing here is is that there's people that are out there that if they are given the chance they'll quell the Spirit of God they'll quell the, the fire of God that's moving and they'll extinguish the work of God but we have to do is allow the Spirit of God to continue to fan the flames that continue to follow after Him faithfully and allow Him to cause us to continue to spread the gospel message it's my hope that that we continue to allow God... To work in us the way He did uh, by bringing us together and seeing God work and move in us. We're seeing God begin to work in us again and to see God move. We need to continue to allow God to fan the flames of His Spirit amongst us and not allow any kind of uh, thing to to prevent us from continuing to share the Word and the message of God. Let's allow God's Spirit to continue to grow in us and and to burn brightly for those who are all around us. Amen? Amen. Let's join together for prayer. Dear gracious Father God, we praise You for Your great love. And we praise You for the things that You've done in us. Lord, we pray that You'll continue to work in us and to move us in Your direction. Lord, that we might serve You, that we might exalt You.